Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Autism Stories. I'm your host Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. Autistic people are the true experts of the autistic experience and Autism Stories is where we interview autistic people to learn from their stories, experiences, and get their advice. If you'd like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'd also appreciate it if you could give us a positive rating and review, as it will help others to learn about Autism Stories. On today's episode of Autism Stories, children's author Gregory Tino joins me to discuss his new book, The Autistic Boy in the Unruly Body, Autism and I Series. And also we talk about the experiences of apraxic autistics. Gregory is a non-speaking autistic and he is joined by his mother Linda as she'll be reading his answers to my questions that he spelled out using a letter board. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Gregory, thanks so much for joining me today. I wanted to start out and just learn where does your story in the autistic community begin? So because Gregory types with a letter board, we prepared some of these questions in advance so he really had the time to answer. And so I'll read, he wanted me to read what he wrote since he's unable to do it himself. He said, I am 29 years old and I'm an unreliably speaking person with autism. This means I can say many words and recite things but I'm unable to hold a conversation. I am proud to be autistic, but we are very misunderstood. My goal is to change that. Now, you've just written, uh, I believe, your third children's book, The Autistic Boy in the Unruly Body, Autism and I Series. So I'd like to know, what is it about writing children's literature that appeals to you and made you initially want to start writing these books? So Gregory said, my second book is not a children's book, but I am partial to children's books because I feel children have an open mind. To me, autism needs children to understand us because they are in school with autistics every day. I want autistics to feel understood and accepted. My childhood would have been much better if that had happened for me. My entire education was a waste. I'm going to go to college one day to finally really learn. I'm always interested in the thought process of authors, you know, that they have in deciding on the titles of, of their books. I, I really like the title of your most recent book, The Autistic Boy in the Unruly Body. When you talk about autistics having unruly bodies, what would be your definition of that? Gregory said, an unruly body is because of apraxia. Apraxia is a mind-body disconnect. Many times, I know what I want to do, but I can't make my body cooperate. It is very frustrating, much like an unruly child. I don't have kids, but I assume it is the same. You know, know, I really like that title because I think that when people hear apraxia, they don't necessarily know what that means. Uh. So I think when people can, when you talk about an unruly body, I think that's something that everyone can understands what that means. The, the one thing I will say is when Gregory was growing up, I had no idea that he even had apraxia. 
he doesn't look like he does sometimes. He was able to manipulate puzzle pieces and do puzzles and some fine motor skills. But it wasn't until he started doing the letter board that I realized how much it affected him. And that's one of the reasons why he can't communicate. I think one of the important points you made uh, in your you know wonderful book is that having an unruly body or having apraxia is, is really hard work. Can you put into words about the energy it takes to get your body to do what you want it to do? And what other factors may affect that energy on a daily basis? Gregory said, I could tell you that it is difficult, but I'm here to tell you that it doesn't even begin to describe it. I am using an analogy I heard once that autistic bodies are like a drunk toddler. Often my body has a mind of its own. The moment I wake up, my mouth starts talking. That's a tiring thing to literally talk all day long. My energy to control it is worse if I'm anxious or sick or tired. You can tell that I'm really anxious if I'm being incredibly noisy. And from my experience, it seems that people think when they're talking with an apraxic person or in particular those that are non-speaking, that those people aren't listening, which I think in most cases is extremely inaccurate. What would you say to those people that some of those differences in listening may be for apraxic folks? Gregory said, I wish people would understand that my listening does not look like yours. I am playing a game on my computer during this podcast, so my body will sit here to pay attention. I listen even while I have my noise-canceling headphones on. To others, it looks like I'm not paying attention. To autistics like me, I can hear better if I look away so I can block visual stimuli and focus on the auditory instead. Take it as a compliment if an autistic person doesn't look at you as you talk. <laughs> and in writing children's books, there usually has to be some sort of illustration. Therefore, I was wondering about the illustrator for this book, who I believe goes by the name Petitu. Did I get that right? Yes, Petito. Oh, yep. Petito, okay. So I'm always so interested in collaboration. So can you talk a little bit how you came about collaborating with your illustrator and why this person was a good fit for you to work with them? Gregory said, I want my mom to talk about this. Her and my Aunt Lori helped me with all the details getting my books into print. So what I will tell you is... My sister is amazing and creative, and she helps us with all of his endeavors because I do not have that side in my genetic makeup. We found a site called Fiverr, which is a site for freelance illustrators, and we found Tito, who's from Indonesia, and we just fell in love with his drawings. They're very simple and sweet, and we felt that they fit his book, what we wanted it to look like, and Gregory, you know, always, he's the the one who makes all the final decisions, and he liked illustrations, too. I would agree with that. I enjoyed the illustrations uh, very much. Yeah. Now, beyond uh, this wonderful book that you've written, you've written two other books, which I believe are The Autistic Mind Finally Speaks, 
and the land called Boring. For those that may not be familiar, can you tell us a little bit about these books? So Gregory said, The Land Called Boring was my first stab at creative writing. It's about a boy in a land of black and white who has to hide his colors to fit in with the rest of the world. The Autistic Mind Finally Speaks is my greatest achievement so far. The people who need to read it are parents and teachers of non-speakers. In it is everything of why we do what we do. I am biased, but I feel it is very informative and beautifully illustrated by four of my non-speaking friends. There is also some of my poetry and creative writings in it. It took me a year and a half to write. I'm very proud of the hard work that went into it. I wish teachers would read it. It really helps you understand. It helped me as a parent to understand how to relate to my son. I think it's a great book. And how can people purchase all three of these books? He said, all are on Amazon for purchase, and we donate all proceeds to Inside Voice, which is the nonprofit in Springfield, Pennsylvania, where I learned to communicate using the spelling to communicate method. I am forever grateful to Tom Fody and Emily Sloan, those are his therapists at Inside Voice, as well as Elizabeth Vossler, who's the founder of Spelling to Communicate, for helping me learn to communicate. My parents also deserve credit, too. And I read recently that you have a a new voice, uh, Gregory. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? So Gregory said, I'm learning to type on a keyboard using an app that will read out what you just typed. You can choose what you want your voice to sound like, what accent you want, etc. It's amazing to me that I can actually have a conversation now. I'm living a life I never knew I could, but I wish all autistics were able to have the same opportunities as I did. I thank my parents for that. And is there anything that we haven't talked about already that you would like to share with our listeners? So Gregory said, I would love people to check out my YouTube channel because you can learn about autism from watching my videos. I wrote them all on my letterboard and many of my friends are in there. Tell anyone to check it out. Yes, I am self-promoting. I also have a blog on WordPress called The Autistic Mind Finally Speaks, Letterboard Thoughts. And yeah, if you want to see his YouTube channel, you just search Gregory C. Tino, and all of his videos are under there. And we'll share all that information in the episode details. Thank you. Now, Gregory, is it okay if I ask a couple of additional questions? spelled sure. You'd mentioned in one of your previous books uh, about how you had some of your non-speaking friends collaborate with you. Can you you talk about how you kind of develop community with other non-speakers? Okay, he's starting over. Being a part of inside voice has made me find friends 
they understand me like no one else. The Fody family started this nonprofit inside voice in Springfield, PA. And in addition to going there for letter board sessions, we have a very tight knit community. We get together monthly. We go for walks, we do different activities, and it has been so much fun. Gregory has always told me he wanted to have a group of friends. Oh yeah. He does now, and they talk together on the letter board, they play games. It's just been the best thing ever. That's wonderful. I love to love hearing about fun and joy. That's my favorite thing. Oh, yes. And, and I'm wondering, Gregory, other than like maybe writing, you know, books, what are some things that bring you fun or joy in your life? I love spending time with my family. I also love bike riding and thrift shopping. He he has he loves going to thrift shops finding these obscure CDs. So that's his thing. We go to every thrift shop known to man. So is is music an, an important part of your life, Gregory? This is yeah. An amazing part of my life. Fire, fire. Don't go, buddy. Fire, Don't. Because I autism and synesthesia are beautiful together if some of you don't know what a synesthesia is, it, many autistic people have it. Oh, yeah. Not all of them, though, but where one sense is stimulated, another is too. So Gregory has told us when he hears certain music, he sees beautiful colors, and that's why he loves listening to music. So he has told me that for some reason, Elvis Presley's music makes him see gold. It's almost like confetti fluttering down and you know he describes it as a matter of fact one of his videos that he did on this youtube channel it's a poem that he wrote about synesthesia and we paired it with beautiful imagery to show what he sees and i for that i would love to have synesthesia because it must be beautiful well, Gregory, I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks so much for making time to talk with me today. And I really hope, I heard your book was doing pretty well. Um, I hope people continue to purchase The Autistic Boy and, and The Unruly Body. It's a wonderful book. And thanks again.
in my sacred body. In my sacred body. In my sacred body. I can't. Here's a good drops. Thank you enough. Bye-bye. For it's bad supporting autistics like me exclamation point no we really we really really appreciate this and if someone would have told me years ago that my non-speaking son would be on a podcast i would have thought they were crazy well i I hope this I, I hope this leads to other opportunities on podcasts and uh, maybe at some point uh, you can return to autism stories Gregory oh we would be honored thank you so much thanks so much to Gregory for the conversation to learn more about Gregory please check out the link in the podcast description for this episode did you know that Autism Personal Coach provides extraordinary support to live self-sufficient and purpose-driven lives through our customized coaching? If this is something that you're interested in learning more about, please visit AutismPersonalCoach.com for more information. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Autism Stories, and if you did, if you could tell a friend, foe, or anyone you know about it so they could have the same enjoyable and educational experience as you when listening to Autism Stories, it would be so much appreciated. Until next time, I'm Doug Bletcher of Autism Personal Coach. Talk to you then.